my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you once again. This week we're taking as our theme, Rediscovering Prayer. And today we ask, can prayer be hindered? Today our co-host is Eric Hoare, and Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Eric. Thanks, Gary. Great to be here again. It is really wonderful to have you uh, back with us again. Tell us, how is your exercise program going? Yeah, well, it's going. Um, no, it's all good. Um, the only problem was yesterday I, I um, had to lay about 88 bricks for my son. He's putting in a little retainer wall, and uh, you know, I'm getting on a bit, and uh, I was kneeling down at uh, knee level, and it all was pretty good. I felt good last night, but I tell you what, today I'm aching a bit. Your son's you. starting to become a little bit of a slave driver. <laughs> I tell you, I'm doing more now than I did when I was working. I reckon I'm so flat out at home now. And do you get it's paid good. for it? Uh, in love. In love. In love. In love. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's important. <laughs> now, listen, also, we, it's fantastic today to have with us Tessa. Uh, now, Tessa is uh, a member of the Adelaide Aboriginal a Church, one of Eric's church members. And Tessa's going to be helping us out uh, throughout the program. But welcome to you, Tessa. Thank you. It's good to be here. It is really fantastic to have you part of our program today. Now, listen, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Do, do you have children? Yes, I do. I have four children. Oh, that's lovely. They're yeah. boys or girls? Uh, my eldest is a girl, my daughter, and I have three sons. So, yeah, and the youngest is nine and the... Uh, it's a bit mind-blowing, but the older ones are all in their 30s, so yes. Oh, it big, it, it gets it? frightening when that happens, actually, Tess. <laughs> I've got my, my children are also in their 30s, yeah, yeah. Uh, or most of them are, and that becomes a, a real eye-opener to those of us who are yeah. um, who are starting to get on and have a few grey hairs, yeah. uh, but you don't have grey hair yet. No, my kids keep me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Listen, do you have any hobbies? Uh, yeah, I love um, painting Aboriginal artwork. Yes, I do. Okay. Love paint. I, I love painting. It's just um, relaxing and. Are you do? You're talking dot art. Uh, yeah, Aboriginal dot paintings. Yeah. I've seen some absolutely fantastic. In fact, there's some wonderful ones that are coming out in more in more recent times. Yeah. Do you sell yours? Um, not at present. I have a lot of family and friends that they, they get a glimpse of what I do and it's like, oh, can I please have that? And because of the way I am good natured, <laughs> I always say, yeah, okay, you can have that one. <laughs> do, so. do you realise that coming on to uh, a, a, an Australia-wide program and saying something like that means that you know, the number of people you have in your family might actually expand <laughs> significantly? <laughs> I'll just say, well, you're going to have to start supplying the canvases <laughs> and the paint brushes. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell Tessa, what do you most appreciate about the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church? This is the church that Eric um, pastors each week. What do you most appreciate about it? Um, I just love the company of of everyone in the fellowship there. The women are amazing, and we've had some wonderful men come into the group. Um, it it nourish it's nourishing for our spirits to have the the fellowship happening for our soul because um 
the Bible. We need to live on the Word of God. We need that. Without that, we just cannot get through a whole week. Uh, hey, that's so true. You know, that's so, so true. without God's Word, uh, I call it manna from heaven. We might not be receiving manna, but it's here in front of us in the Bible. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, that's where I draw my strength from. So. And meeting together for fellowship is so important, isn't it? Yes, mm. it is. It's great. And when we 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 are all, we we're God's children and we are family, so we need to be able to. Be there for each other. We you know? we uh, cry and laugh together, don't we? Yes, we, we, we have yeah, times. yeah, so yeah. Like and that's <laughs> something about church, isn't it? You know, that ability to be able to cry and laugh together. I think you put that so well, Eric. Uh, is, is so much needed in the world in which we're living today. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t- tell us, Tessa. Would you mind me asking? How did you become a Christian? Um, I I became a Christian. Um, a while. I've always believed in God. I was in the homes in Sydney, uh, in Parramatta, and they put me into a church. I was I was so young. I didn't really. I think it was a Catholic church. I can't really remember, but I wasn't paying too much attention, and I, all I knew was God. So um, it was way back then. Um, I sort of drew on God growing up. In my life, uh, my father was a atheist. Okay, and he were he raised us, but he was all, he worked away on the ships as a chef and travelled the world. So, um, eventually, we became ward of the states, and um, it was then I started crying out with my soul to God because I had no idea where I was going or what was happening in my life. So, yeah. my fate. Uh, that, he was the only one that was actually ever really there for me. So, and he was all I had. So that's where I believe. You know, God's it's story. amazing how many people have got a very similar story. You know that, in fact, I haven't got a great deal, but uh, God comes and fills the empty spaces in our lives, doesn't they? You know, yeah, and the void of people. Like we all look at each other and know that we got to. We, well, I need this person to rely on, or I need, I need to ring this person uh, and for some advice, but. At the end of the day, God's the one you should be running to. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's so many people in the in this world who haven't haven't actually picked up that reality uh, in in a, a long life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t- let's come to uh, our religious news segment. We're going to be coming back to Tessa in just a uh, a few moments. I really appreciate uh, what Tessa is actually sharing. Um, but I stumbled across uh, an article. It's in today's uh, religion. News service, and uh, the article was entitled "When it comes to building trust, belonging beats belief." A study finds. Now, this really jumped out at me because I thought it was something really important uh, that uh, impacts certainly churches around the globe. This is uh, this is what the article said: the Bible and other sacred texts are filled with warnings about the importance of putting your trust. In the right place. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, the book of Proverbs advises. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortal man who cannot save, warns another Proverbs verse. But does faith in God affect your ability to trust other people? It's an interesting question. And can religion help to build trust? Those were the questions that a pair of sociologists had in mind while working 
on a new study exploring the connection between religion and trust, especially at a time when trust, at least in the United States, is hugely on the decline. Using data from the Central Social Survey, two researchers found that higher levels of belonging predicted more trust. So when I was part of a group, trust tended to increase. They also found that those who belong to religious groups have a lower level of dislike for other people. Now, I found that really significant. People that are socially religious, what we classify as belonging, they're more likely to like people. Now that's a, you know, for a study to actually come to that conclusion, uh, to me really says something. Now Eric, I'm just wondering, this really raises the importance of community in our churches. Now, in the church that you pastor, that's the uh, Adelaide um, Adventist Aboriginal Church, how important is community? That I reckon it's one of the highest because uh, I think that uh, it it takes a while to earn trust as well. Um, and I think that once somebody's been hurt, it's hard for them to regain trusting people. And so in our little community we have, um, for people to share what they share, and you hear some powerful things that the people share, what's happened in their lives, they wouldn't share that unless they trusted the group. Okay. Because, you know, you know what gossip can do and, and, and it can be stretched and that, but in our group... People share whatever they feel that they can actually um, share, and know that um, know that they can trust us because because we love each other so much and been through so much, and we know what everybody's been through. It actually causes like a bond of trust that's there. Yeah, and uh, and it's always sad when somebody falls away and ends up in hospital or something uh, through alcohol poisoning or something like that. You know. Uh, it can it really shatter the group. And we're all praying together, and the prayer and the trust together is what builds the community. I mean, in the to be quite honest, in the Aboriginal group, we share things that I don't think I'd hear in an Adventist church because people um, in the secular society don't tend to want to share what's happening in their lives. Yeah, but in our little group, it all comes out. We. We're, we're so comfortable. Our group is comfortable. And like I said, we're family. We, yeah. we're family. Yeah. And, um, it's every, every day, like every time we get together, uh, as I, I, we hug each other. Like, you know, I, we haven't seen you for so long or, you know, well. since the last, last group. And, and then we sit down and we, we start talking about, What's been happening in our, all our lives, and so we we're all comfortable to share that with each other. So, so we pick each other up, you know. That's a that, that's a beautiful thought. There, mm. we pick each other up. You know, one of the up. most uh, beautiful experiences that I remember uh, in in ministry, I've had the real privilege to go on a number of uh, trips to um, uh, ministry trips to various areas, and one of the 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 trips that I really remember very fondly was going to the to the Fink, which of course is in southern uh, Northern Territory. And the thing that really stood out to me, we stayed um, certainly 
with a uh, with a community uh, in that uh, in that area. It was about probably ten years ago now. Um, but the thing that really stood out to me uh, was that uh, was the way in which community developed, particularly when someone brought a guitar out. Somebody would bring a guitar out, mm-hmm. and then what you'd have is the community just started to grow, and it was almost as though time stood still and you just fellowship together and time really didn't matter and do you experience that very often um i have in i have a lot yeah (laughs) it's um you know uh we draw from we need that we we just need to be able to get together and and to be able to have a a love and a compassion to be able to sit in harmony with each other and just feel at peace and and confident in each other's presence and worship God I and, mean and, that's and that's what God's done he's brought us all together uh not by coincidence but by you know by his power the wow. Holy Spirit draws yeah. us all together, yeah. and then when we experience that, um, we are a family. You know, we've yeah. got our own families, but this is also a family, yeah. a family of trust. And sometimes our earthly families can let us down, you know. Yeah. But this family here is one that's built on trust. Okay, that this is really, really important to me because this says that you've got a, a warm, welcome, welcoming church that is going to positively impact people's lives. Tell me, if people, uh, Tessa, if people want to come along, are they welcome? We, we, you know, if there are other indigenous people that would love oh, to come along, are they, love, are they welcome? We would love for them to come. It's such a wonderful atmosphere there that um, everyone's so friendly and, you know, we all, we, we just, we'd be so happy to have more people just show up and, and the bigger the better, I'd say. Like, have you know? Tell me something. Do you have, happen to have a meal uh, uh, as well, or? And not? Well, I, I tend to bring along some hot drinks and a few bickies and a bit of cake. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the fellowship includes a bit of a bit of taco oh, yes, here we, as yeah, well. We yeah. have a, we have a hot drink together. I um, think it's all part of it. And yeah. Nerissa brings um, damper. Damper. She sometimes damper, she brings yeah. some damper along for yeah, us to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, we're all different, aren't we? I mean, we have yeah. a group there that. You know, if you don't mind me saying, you know, we've had some some that are alcoholics, and we've yeah. had some that their family are on drugs. So it's a it's a wide ranging group yeah. that can share, and I think that's and what it's good that they do show up. Yes. Um, individuals like that, even mm. if they've got an addiction and they're struggling with, I mean, we're not there to judge them. No, yeah, we're we're there to be there for them and help yeah. them, yeah. and and they know they go home with a peace of mind knowing that, wow. You know, I've got actual friends that I can. It, it actually touch. changes yeah. hearts and minds. I've seen it happen continually. You know, that's that's yeah. what occurs. Eric, look, let me put you on the spot now, mm. um, because I can never remember the address of my own church. Mm. So, um, but Eric, if people wanted to come along, when do you meet and where do you meet? Well, we meet with the Elizabeth Seven Adventist Church in Peterswall Street, Elizabeth Downs. And I think it's number three or four. Okay, so that's yeah. the Elizabeth Seventh-day Adventist Church. Church. Peter's Wool Street. Peter's Wool Street yeah. at Elizabeth Downs. Downs. It's right opposite the um, Elizabeth Shopping Centre. Okay, okay. And what time do you meet? We actually meet at the moment at 9.30 a.m. 
Right. Um, because of COVID and there's different rules and restrictions. So we meet there at 9.30. We actually, if any folks would like to come along that don't have transport, we have two buses that pick people up and bring them in as well. Okay, so if people want to take advantage of that offer, then um, maybe they could text uh, through to our Faith FM text number. That number is 0488 That's 04 triple eight eight oh eight eleven and uh we'll make sure that uh we pass that uh, that message on to uh to pastor eric here and uh, and he'll follow up on uh on that particular offer so if they'd like we have tomorrow morning we have a bible study down at the same place same church okay and that's at 10 a.m all right so if people, drink a, a if people would like to come along mm. um tomorrow morning or on saturday morning you text oh four Triple eight eight oh eight eleven, and just ask um, information. Uh, just ask for Pastor Eric to contact you and give us your name and your contact details. But just text that number. It's a text only number, uh, but we would love to come back to you and to to contact you. That's oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. Let's come to some uh, some music. This is uh, Gavin Chatillier uh, as water to the thirsty. Please enjoy. As water to the thirsty, as beauty to the eyes, as strength that follows weakness, as truth instead of lies. Summertime and springtime and summertime to be So is my Lord, my living Lord, so is my Lord to me I come in place of clamor like peace that follows pain Like meeting after parting like sunshine after rain Like moonlight and starlight And sunlight on the sea So is my Lord, my living Lord So is my Lord to me
And that is Gavin Chatelier as Water to the Thirsty. What a beautiful song and what wonderful sentiments are in the words of that particular song. We have a fantastic offer uh, for you today. Uh, We're offering as our giveaway today the book Incredible Answers to Prayer. Now this is a real beauty. This is not a a small book. Uh, This is a a book that normally is uh, worth $14 or $15 uh, but we're happy to give it to you because Roger Mornay in his book Incredible Answers to Prayer simply tells stories of the way the Lord works through prayer. If you would like a copy of Incredible Answers to Prayer, just text. Text us here at the studio. That number again is 04888880811. Simply give us your name, your address, your telephone number, and also just Incredible Answers book. Just if you can text that so we know what what it is that you're actually requesting. So that's Incredible Answers book with your name, your address and your phone number to our uh, studio text number which is 04888-808-11. We would love uh, to be able to share this with you. Now one other offer that I've got to uh, for you as well, uh, for some time I've actually been really concerned personally about the state of our contemporary religious world. You know, I believe increasingly that religion seems to be morphing into a form that's unrecognisable to biblical Christians of almost any previous generation. Uh, With this in mind, I've actually put together a short seminar series entitled Four Angels, The End Times and the Gospel's Climax. In this series, we're going to be looking at the scriptures and providing answers to some of the biggest questions of our time. Some of the things we're we're going to be asking are questions like this. Uh, What are the big religious trends currently impacting the Christian world? Then there's there's this one. Uh, If it... It concerns justice-making. Why will humanity never be able to provide a truly just society? And then there's evolution. Does the gospel have anything to say about evolutionary belief? Why is biblical religion facing the perfect storm? This is an in-person nine meeting series that I'm going to be hosting personally. We're commencing on Saturday, March 13, and we're concluding on Saturday, March 20. There's nine meetings in a one-week period. If you'd like me to hold you a seat and send you details of the time and location, just please text again. This time, just say, Four Angel Series. Text that to 04-888-808-11. With your name and your address and your phone number. Uh, and please be aware that because of our COVID requirements, space is actually limited. But that number again is 04888-808-11. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is Eric Hoare and Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. We also have Tessa, uh, who is also a member of that same church, and I'd love to hear her opinion on uh, uh, on her church pastor, but we won't ask that, uh, uh, that particular <laughs> question. This week we're taking as our theme, Rediscovering Prayer. And today we're asking, can prayer be hindered? Uh, before we go there, though, uh, Tessa, 
I'd love to actually come back to you because I've really appreciated what you've actually shared uh, previously about your own experience. This issue of prayer, what does prayer mean to you? You know, and has Scripture taught you anything about prayer? Uh, most definitely, yes. Um, prayers um, to me has to be the the only way I can talk to God and um, and and pray for others that I loved and think about dearly. And and like the state of the way the world's in at the moment, prayer um, gives me a chance to tell God. You know, I'm concerned about everyone out there in the world. So, um, prayers are, prayers are my main, my main way of talking to God to, to let Him know how I'm feeling about things. And it's, um, it keeps us close, I think, me and God. (laughs) Do you, do, do you pray very regularly? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I could be in a shopping center and I'll be walking around and it's all, all of a sudden, I'll think of something, and I'll just start praying through my thoughts to God. And I found myself praying in my sleep, so in our dreams. And so, you know, the the stronger you get with prayer, you can. You told me a story before about a, a text of scripture that means a great deal yeah. to you. Would you be prepared to share that? Oh, I'd love to. Um, I a long time ago, I was in a dark place, and it was before I really knew God. Um, I did know about God, but I didn't know him personally. So I, um, anyway, I had a dream one night and, uh, of a church and I don't know where this church was and it was just a dream. And I, um, about a month or two later, we were traveling out on the outskirts of Adelaide up in the hills and I, I had no idea where I was and it was late and dark and I saw a light on and I, I just figured to get closer to this light. And it was the church that I actually dreamt of and on the wall of the church was a, a, a plaque with a, with a scriptural verse which was Isaiah chapter Forty nine verse sixteen, and um, so luckily, and thank God, I had my Bible on the dashboard, so mm-hmm. I went and grabbed that out because that was all that was on that plug was the the um, the verse. So I went and opened the Bible, and and it said, "I have I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands," um, and that to me was like. God just telling me how much he, he loves us and how much he, he's gonna, he loves us that much that he's inscribed our names on the palm of his hand. So I, I believe that, yeah. That that's, a, that's, that's a really important lesson, isn't it? Because I, I'm so conscious today, you know, I see people wandering around. Of course, tattoos are big uh, these yeah. days. They never mm-hmm. used to be quite as big as they are now, yeah. but they're mm-hmm. big now. But one of the things I'm really conscious of is that I see lots of people wandering around, but they've actually got the names of their children. They've had yeah. them tattooed into uh, maybe it's the back of their neck or their yeah. hand or, or something something like that. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, I have. I actually do have a few tattoos myself. Okay. And um, uh, when I did get my children's names on 
on me um, when I when they were very young. Yeah. And and the date of birth. I know I'm getting older now, so it, it pays to look at that because I st- I can remember that what year they were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it really says something though. When uh, really what the text is is actually saying there is that our God has actually had our names tattooed, inscribed yes. on on his hands. Yes. You know, that's something that we do today simply because there's some something we don't want to forget. And I yeah. think that's exactly what Scripture is saying to us today. And yeah. that's a beautiful picture, isn't it? It is. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, look, we're going to come and, and we'll come back. And look, Tessa, please feel free to uh, contribute because yeah. I really appreciate what it is that you're, uh, you're sharing. But Eric, look, let's come to our subject of the day. I'm really interested in looking at this issue of, of prayer and, you know, even hindrances to prayer. Some people say, that you know, if I don't have enough faith, then uh, prayer is not going to work. Isn't going to work. Now, help us out. You know, can prayer be hindered? Well, prayer is the hub of a Christian life, isn't it? Yeah, and it's the sweetness of it as well. Talking to God, yeah. as Tess has been sharing, and when she's been in dark places, to cry out to the Lord. You know, uh, very, very important. But there are things I believe that can hinder prayer, and okay. uh, the first one here is um, unconfessed sin can actually hinder or create a barrier between us and God. Um, Isaiah 59.2 points this out. It says, But your iniquities, your sin, have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear your voice. So this mm. is um, our sin causes us to live according to our fleshly desires and not by the Spirit. In other words, there starts to become a little bit of an if I'm starting to emphasize things that are taking me away from God, mm. then it's so easy uh, to actually uh, you ignore prayer, uh, you uh, you become separated from God. Is, is this something that you've noticed as well, Tessa? Um, when when God called me, um, and I had like. God was really like, I'm here, I'm, I need you, you know, I'm, I'm really here for you. And, and I woke up and I saw the light. I, and it's, um, I struggled as a, a, a new Christian um, that uh, what Pastor was saying about sin, we need to be able to know that God has forgiven us our sins without, and, and because if we carry that, we're, we're um what's the word we're um we're upsetting the holy spirit and that um so we need to and we can't move on if we carry god has god has you know and so we and we we're all in the flesh at the moment we live on this earth we sin daily yeah yeah, when none yeah. of us is righteous, exactly. So that, that's what Scripture teaches. That's mm. right. None of us is righteous, and 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 I've said to Pastor at a couple of Bible studies ago that you know um, if we was and we didn't and we didn't sin daily, then we wouldn't need God, and you know. So we we do need to pray, and and we need to you know know that we are forgiven. And yeah, and we, yeah. we can move on, and we can move on in a in a really good relationship with God. What a lot of people don't actually realise is that sin is something that has the ability to create shame. 
you know, I, I've seen it, you know, with particularly with children and young people, because uh, if perchance they, you know, they do something that they know their uh, their mum or their dad may not uh, approve of. Then they try to stay stay away from mum and dad. You know, yeah. there there is a there's a there's a shame connected to, uh, and it's not until that particular action is actually confessed that relationship is actually restored. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's just there's a, there's another scripture in the Bible that I've read, and uh, um, God, uh, whatever's hidden in the dark will be brought to light. So, you know, um, to confess your sins is is a must, really, because you know, to, God doesn't hide His love from us. Why should we hide anything about us to Him? Have you found yeah. that freedom producing? Yes, I have. <laughs> have? Yes, I have, yeah. Okay. And like you too, Tessa, I think that um, there have been times when I read this, there's time in my lives when I've been doing some, the wrong things and I, I feel far away from God that uh, it's not God's fault, it's my fault. I've actually uh, withdrawn from him, you know, and um, I, I think that's the problem that, you know, you can feel that you're a long way from God because you're, 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 you know, you're doing the wrong things, but he's there waiting for you to come back. That forgiveness and love is always there and brings us back. The thing is, yeah. he's always there. He, mm. we've, we're the ones that feel like we're away from God, but that's God right. is always there. He's yeah. not going to yeah. leave us yeah. nor yeah. forsake us. Yeah. Uh, so, and I believe like what Pastor's saying, uh, sin is a very, um, it's a very big, like I said, we're in the flesh, we're, we're here on it's earth. It's deceitful, isn't it? It is. It, and, it, you know, the, the devil can play games with us knowing that we're like, oh, you're a sinner, you don't yeah. deserve to yeah. be where you yeah. are with God. But, you know, you, you've got to understand in yourself that, you know, God loves you no matter what. And you just confess your sins and, you're always going to ha- have him. And he's faithful and just. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Eric, keep yeah. on going. So yeah. the first one was, uh, you know, unconfessed sin can be a barrier. The second one, I think, is self- selfish motives. Mm. And as humans, we are very selfish. And our prayer life can be no exception to that. Uh, often we pray solely for things that we want without regard to what God's will is. And there is a very good text from James 4, 1 to 4 that says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire uh, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So while it's not bad to ask God for things we desire, we should always pray in God's will. Yeah. In God's yeah. will. And that comes from, um, uh, actually he's talking about First John five fourteen to 15. This is a confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask everything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. It's, it's amazing, Pastor Gary and Tessa, because, um, this thing about um, praying for in our own our way, I always thought that praying in God's will, you know, according to God's will, I always thought before I was a Christian that that it was a sissy way out. 
mm. that you weren't actually believing that God would answer the prayer because it, died and it wasn't in God's will. But when yeah. you understand what the scriptures are saying, we can be very selfish. I, I, I really appreciate the first text you actually read there mm. where it actually said, uh, you know, you tend to argue and fight, mm. but... You don't actually take it uh, to to God Himself. Could and, be a board meeting. Uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and and, and uh, that's important, Eric, because even yeah. religious people do uh, uh, succumb to this. This isn't non-religious people that uh, just do this. This is religious people as well. Oh, I yes. mean, I can certainly remember in my my own case coming across um, many people that have uh, certainly been uh, devout Christians who've then actually been involved in um, in arguments and fights. Uh, and yet, when you get back to it, you sort of, you start to um, uh, you start to realise that their relationship with God, they have allowed it to drift. Do you know the mm. thing that I I really find in my own prayer life is that uh, when I've spent time with God first thing in the morning, this morning uh, my, my normal practice. Uh, is to actually get out of bed. I'm normally out of bed before five o'clock. I like to spend about, I spend about an hour or so in Bible reading and prayer. Um, and then uh, I like to go for my, my exercise after that. And uh, I then spend about an hour, uh, hour or so walking. Uh, but you know, on those days that I've, I've got the privilege to actually spend time in prayer, I really find it sets me up for the day. Mm. Um, it, it it means that I can I can deal with issues in a much clearer fashion than is otherwise the case. What do you guys find? Well, this, this is to do with trust, isn't it? What we were talking about before that you yeah. trust God to give us what He His will is for us, yeah. not what we want. And in fact, you know, Jesus in Luke twenty two prayed, "Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Not yet my will, but your will be done." So He was handed over. That's an amazing passage because what we've got there is that Christ is in the Garden of Eden. He's about to go to the cross and he's praised to God. This is God's son, praised to, to, to God the Father saying, Lord, if, it, if it's your will, take this thing from me, but not my will, but your will. And, mm. you know, as I look at that, I just stand in awe at the way, at the way that is actually working because, um, uh, Jesus himself is prepared to submit his will into the hand of the Father. Uh, to me, this is a really beautiful uh, thought. But look, guys, uh, let's come to some more uh, more music. Uh, I love uh, this uh, particular uh, song. This is uh, Salah. Uh, you are uh, my hiding place. In the strength of the 
song that is Salah you are my hiding place that is such a fantastic message Uh, prayer really brings us close uh, to the throne of God it looks like uh um, we have a, spe- a special offer uh, for you once again today. I'd love to uh, be able to send this to you. Uh, Incredible Answers to Prayer is our free offer today. Now, this is a, a lovely book. It's uh, composed of a number of short stories. This is the sort of book that you would be richly blessed if you used in your morning worship devotional time. It's called Incredible Answers to Prayer, uh, written by Roger Mornay. Uh, this book is worth uh, 15 or $18, but we're happy to provide it to you for free. Um, if you'd like to sit, like a copy of Incredible Answers to Prayer, just text your name, your address, your phone number uh, to our uh, text number uh, here at the studio. It's 04888 808 11. That's 04888 808 11. And uh, we would love to be able to send that book to you uh, to really enrich uh, your morning worship and uh, and prayer time. Uh, if you've got any comments, if you've got any questions about prayer, please feel free also to use that particular text number to make those comments or questions. We'd love to be able to respond uh, to, to any thoughts that you may have. Uh, you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Pastor 
Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is Eric Hoare, and Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we've also got Tessa with us, uh, and Tessa is one of uh, the church members at uh, the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we really appreciate the contribution that she's actually been making. Uh, This week we're taking as our theme, Rediscovering Prayer, and today we ask, can prayer be hindered. Eric, thanks so much for what you've shared. Please start to bring it together. We've got about I've got about ten minutes to uh, to pull it all together. Yeah, there is a couple of other things I think that do hinder um, our prayer life, and and one of them is idols. Um, when we make other things in our life, put them in front of God, and interferes with our prayer life. Um, Ezekiel fourteen three says, "Son of man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and put wicked stumbling blocks before their faces. Should I let them inquire of me at all? Should I let them actually come to me at all?" So he's saying that. So in our lives, we have to put God first and not put all these other things that can become stumbling blocks. In other words, there are hearts. some things that can actually become a blockage mm. in my relationship with uh, with Jesus Christ. You know, mm. I, I suppose I think of the number of times in uh, in my life. I mean, uh, for example, I've uh, I've seen people uh, who who really have had um, the movie theatre, um, the uh, the entertainment industry, football. Um, f- football you know, they, have, is this just me, or have you guys seen this as well? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> you, you've seen it. Yeah, there is a blockage. Um, yeah, um, idols are they're things that um, you put more focus in. Which takes your focus off God. That is an excellent definition. That is a brilliant definition, actually, uh, because what we've actually got here, we're not talking about idols like in the old days they used to have a, uh, you know, the shape of a man or a carved piece of wood or something that people would. That's not what we're talking about. uh, Give us that definition again. Idols are things that you put. No, you mean idols are things that you focus more on, which you you're not, which draws your focus away from God. So you're putting something, you're focusing more on something, and that's drawing your time away from God Himself. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's worth a sermon, actually, Eric. You yeah. need to preach on that. Like I, I, I can see that. That's a, there's a, there's to a sermon topic there. Yeah. Okay. And the, I, the last one I, yeah. I thought, which is very, this is the very heart of all. Of really prayer, and and that is forgiveness. Um, that um, we should really, um, we should have forgiveness for others. And if we don't, it can affect our prayer life. If we yeah. have unforgiveness to others, for for in Matthew sixteen fourteen to six, sixteen it says, Jesus says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. So, um, and Matthew eighteen thirty three to thirty four says, "Shouldn't you have had had mercy on your fellow servant, just I had on you?" This is somebody who didn't show mercy to another. Uh, and so, um, if we want to really have a powerful prayer life, we should be not only praying for. Ourselves and forgiveness, but forgiveness for uh, for other people, but also praying for other people uh, to make it a fully even even if they've hurt me, even if they hurt us, especially if they hurt you, Um, because you're what happens there is if you can't forgive that person, you're you're holding the anger of unforgiveness in you. You carry that, uh, Mm -hmm. that, and that's not healthy. That's not healthy at all, especially if you want to 
a good relationship with God. So, and and forgiving somebody, you show you showing them the love of God. Literally, you know, from you know, we we're, we're here to show them that God is love, and without forgiveness, where's the love? And even even the Lord's Prayer says a really interesting thing. You know, it teaches us to um, to, to to ask forgiveness for others, uh, just as uh, we'll ask for our own forgiveness in the same way that we forgive others. You know, yes. there's it, a powerful lesson in that, isn't well, there? How can we really fully uh, pray to God for forgiveness for other people, bring their problems forward if, we ha- if we're harboring unforgiveness in our hearts towards yeah. certain people? I mean, this isn't talking about a heart being broken, isn't it? Yeah. To, to, to trust God and fully, and, and uh, even if we are hurt, you know, all it takes is say, I'm sorry, to bring it together. And prayer is so powerful to pray for other people. It wraps up the prayer life. Yeah, because it's the character of God that we're talking about here, not our character, God's yeah. character. Yeah, and it brings healing. It, um, yes. it it does bring healing to those that have been hurt by others. Mm. You know, um, mm. you know, I've 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 been in a situation where where I've had to f- forgive just to have peace mm. in myself and and to have that the love. You know, sometimes I'm like, I've been hurt so bad in a way like. I'll, I'll walk around and say, "Okay, I need you, God, to forgive them for me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's a good and prayer. Was, and you've really got to understand what Tess is talking about here, because she has really had a pretty hard life. Yeah, yeah. and it's only through prayer and prayer that is really and faith. And um, I, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't accept that person back in my life. Um, but I, I don't hold any grudges anymore. Like I, I can't. I, I will never. I've found peace. I've found happiness with God. I'm happy and he's kept me safe and I've seen what he's done in my life when I was going through the, that bad stage of my life. So, you know, and I think, thank, thank I you. Think, I think that word that you used, it brings peace, mm. is so true. That's been yeah. the experience that uh, as a pastor I've seen, you know, does uh, do, do Christians automatically uh, do away with all problems? There are some who think that, you know, becoming a Christian means you're going to do away with problems. Well, no, that's not the way it works. Yeah. But what you actually do have is there is a peace that comes that enables you to what I call walk on stormy waters. There's actually a um, a, a miracle that Jesus um, 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 did with his disciples, where Peter was actually enabled to walk on stormy waters. You know, and having done that. Um, Peter, while his eyes were fixed on Jesus Christ, had this peace and was able to walk on those waters. The moment he actually, the scripture says, he took his eye, takes his eyes yeah. off his uh, off Jesus, he starts to look at his mates, yeah. and the very moment he does that, he actually sinks. Yeah. Now, there's actually a powerful lesson in that uh, in that somewhere. But look, you did actually raise another issue that I'd love to actually uh, just draw you out a bit more, and that. This will be our final question, but mm. do you think about the, the value in praying for and with others? Because mm. you, you mentioned that you pray for others. Do you think there's value in praying with other people? Do you, do you find that valuable at all? Yes, I, I do. I, we, I love praying with other people. Uh, a verse, I'm sure there's a verse saying um, when one or two or more are gathered, to get out of I am in the midst of you. So God is right there. Um, so it, it, 
it, it's good to have a group of people praying. It's, it's so your church comes together to pray for each other, do you? Oh, yes, we, we do yep. that, yeah, we do that, yeah. So, so, so when do you do that, Eric? Well, when, in our Bible study time, we, we have a long, you know, we ask around and we, we have a little bit of paper and we write it all down and it'd be quite lengthy, but these are really, um, big topics that we pray about. And, uh, and so you have a, just let me get this straight, you actually have a list that you, that you pray through. Mm, yes, definitely. And each week we, you know, it's open to everybody to bring that, bring that forward and it's quite a list. I have to write it down. My memory's shocking. And when, when, when Pastor doesn't, we, we, we look at Pastor and we think, oh, should he really be writing all this down? And we, we turn around and we go, oh, let's do popcorn prayers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, everyone in the group starting to pray all over the place. So. And just for our listeners who may not understand that expression, I understand it. But yeah. popcorn um, prayers are, of course, where um, and, uh, lots and lots of people just pray very short prayers, mm. yes, and uh, right. they pray for each other, they pray for their needs, and uh, sometimes I've been involved in popcorn prayer that's actually gone on for half, three quarters of an hour, mm-hmm. and uh, people. Uh, it's not in any particular order. People only pray short prayers. Sometimes they pray four or five times. And uh, it actually gets really exciting because uh, people are actually supporting each other. Uh, Now, look, Eric, if someone wanted to get onto that list, that prayer list that your church has got there, would you mind adding their name? Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, look, guys, um, if you'd like to be added... To, um, to the, uh, prayer list from the, um, Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh day Adventist Church, then just text that through, add my name to prayer list and just send just your name and your address and your, uh, contact details. And that's to 04888-808-11. That's 04888-808-11. Uh, you know, to me, I have seen prayer change the lives of so many, uh, of so many people. Look, I'm just wondering, Eric, we are coming very close to the, to the end of our, our program today. But you know, we've been talking about prayer. And I'm just wondering, Tessa, how would you feel about praying on air for our listeners? You know, anyone who might have a need of some, some description. You know, maybe there might be people with relationship issues. Maybe there are some who might be sick. Maybe uh, there are some who might have financial difficulties. Um, would you like to pray for those people for us? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Tessa. Um, Heavenly Father, we come before you. Um, I'd like you to look down and touch the lives of everybody out there listening at this moment in time. And I just pray, you know the, you know the hearts of all of mankind. And I know you know the needs of everybody too. So, Touch their lives and their families' lives and all their loved ones and friends near and far. Bless them and, and let them walk on a path of righteousness for Jesus' sake. Um, we know that this day and age is, is not a good place for a lot of people and people have lost loved ones. So um, at the end of the day, God, we know that you're there for us and with you standing with us, we know that we've got all the hope we need and the love we need. So let us all um, reach out to you this evening. Thank you for this um, uh, message of prayer that we've spoken about. And may God bless each and every one of you. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, uh, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary, Eric Hoare and Tessa on Drive Time Big Q&A. 
Please join us tomorrow when I share with Pastor David Butcher and ask, what did Jesus teach about prayer? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy. Uh, Someone is praying for you. Peace be still is already on.